0: Gentlemen,
1: start your engine! Good afternoon, Radio Hotler. For those who don't know, Radio Hotler, thanks for coming and making time.
2: It's
1: on everybody's mind. For those who don't know, there's a big shebang. Sorry about that. Sorry about uh, um, um technical goodies. Radio
0: Hotler. Oh, cheers, boys. Cheers. Cheers. Ah. Radio
1: right, Are you are you on? Yep. Oh okay then. Five, four, three, two, one. You know you don't count those last few numbers, it's like you know the,
3: the, the film. Five, four, three, blue, blue, blue. <laughs> Welcome to Radio Hot viewers. <laughs> viewers. Episode Episode
1: 54. <laughs> 54? Have we done 54 episodes? That's why I just said that. I oh, okay. Just thought I'd make it We've actually done about oh. 61. Weren't we supposed to be upmarket tonight and not so much looning around?
3: <laughs> we haven't even got going, viewers. Yes, yeah, so sixty one I think because we've done a few few more but, yeah uh, the six I' was liking a little little a sneaky yeah, a wedgy little, episode yeah, yeah, the point fives et cetera point fives and a and b yeah. and early in the piece when we didn't really understand our naming conventions in five nine nine just to say we're definitely not doing another one before six but, um <laughs> Yes, here we are, Radio Hotlap, that light-hearted podcast that takes a look at local and international motorsport, cool and emerging technology and
1: barbecues, Barbecues. gadgets as well. Oh, yeah, well, that's the call and emerging technology, isn't it? And JP, good to see you here again, mate. Yeah, it's good to be here, Johnny. Nice to see you too. And you've
3: been in Sydney for the weekend. I have been in Sydney uh, for the weekend, uh, family family do, uh, a couple of birthdays in the family, Father's Day, no, Mother's, Mother's Day, stomach, yeah. their anniversary all rolled into one. Oh, so big I thought, weekend. Yeah, big, thought yeah, I'd better yeah. go up there and spend a bit of money at the supermarket and cook everybody <laughs> dinner, you know, as you do. <laughs> and, and don't stop that,
1: just buy the wine as well. Oh, well, there you go. So so it was a big weekend then, as far as your wallet was concerned. It was. It was <laughs> a,
3: big, a big weekend indeed. But actually on the Friday, I caught up with uh, 15 old school buddies at Sydney's Tattersalls Club. For a, a reunion lunch, which was all pretty fun, and yeah. Um,
2: yeah,
3: did you have to wear the old school tie? No, we didn't have to wear the old school tie at all, right. and I didn't spill anything on it. Oh, well, but I will good, tell you yeah. that it was the um, City Tattersalls, which is located right next to the Sheraton on the Park on Elizabeth Street. Very mm-hmm. ye worldish, worldy, steeped tradition, Lords of yes, London yes. type stuff. Passport two outside, <laughs> um, <laughs> mate. On the menu was pork belly, and oh, how about that pork belly with a fig fig wine reduction oh. and um garlic mash. And, and it was what, very nice. But was it as
1: good as yours? Well it was different mate. It was, was it a little crispy? bit more gelatinous I uh, uh, like it to be. Okay. Good word. It is a good word. Almost a woody word. It's
3: the sort of word, it's the sort of word that Rust would like to hear. It He's is. having a snooze on the on the couch. Rusty Sausage, how are you? I've had an organic chicken lump for dinner. And that's obviously why she's
1: on the snooze. <laughs> she's on the <laughs> snooze. But uh, got a uh, a what new a doggy. New, new toy. Right. Got new Rust got a new doggy. Toy. Dogs? What? No, no, right, definitely no, on the snooze. Definitely on the Yes, it's weird. <laughs> eh? It's a hibernating dog. So, well, what's wrong with you? What's going on with you? What's going on with me? Oh, well, we'll get straight into tech, I suppose. No, well, we'll oh, get straight into having a beer. Straight into the beers, yeah. oh, having I'm having a sparkling, a Cooper. A sparkling. A like Cooper's quite a bit of a strong one tonight. It is a bit of a strong one, and being the responsible driver that I am, mm. and since you've got nothing else in the fridge, I'm actually having a VB. Well, it's Supercar Weekend. It is. <laughs> You're quite right. (laughs) (laughs) You're not running the keeper's car, that's the following weekend. Well, well, that's right. Apologies, Glenn, but you know, there you go. Yeah, so
3: just looking forward on the horizon this weekend, off to to Melbourne tomorrow, and then up to Winton for the uh, combined Fujitsu and main game V8 supercar round. And then uh, the following weekend up to uh, Dipswitch for uh, the, the fourth round of the Australian GT Championship. Where, where we'll run the Triple uh, C Ferrari 360 GT, hopefully with a little less ballast, ballast yeah, and uh, a little less
1: ride height. A little less ride height,
0: yes.
3: Mm. That's right. First round was at Eastern Creek A1GP, where Alan Simonson won the event. Followed by backing it up at uh, e- at Clips of 500, and then the third round was at Bathurst at the uh, the BIM BIM Festival over uh, yep. Easter, where um, due to uh, you know, weight uh, penalties and uh, ride height uh, changes and this and that and the other thing. Uh, the car was hobbled and uh, basically only could do a third. Now, it's interesting because I think it's going to be a fairly, fairly um, interesting event. That's why it's going to be interesting. <laughs> because well, there'll be, be the, the, reason, the third Lamborghini. Yes. We'll be joining it uh, in with John Bauer behind the wheel. And John is uh, no stranger to uh, to GT racing,
0: no, um, and not.
3: also not um, as well. As, whilst he's a good steer, he doesn't really care if he breaks and smashes the car. Okay. So that means that he'll be he'll be right right up there. And I think that the three Galados, Now he's starting starting you know four four races into the uh, the championship. It's going to be hard for him to do anything there to erode Alan's
1: lead. But yep. I think that the Galados are going to be very very strong there, and it is a bit of a power circuit. And do you think that uh, to date the Galados have maybe been foxing a little bit anyway in terms of what power they've got? Or well, do you think it's just been a learning exercise getting them set up right? Well, it's as as i would re- you know mentioned in a, a couple of um, shows ago about the parity rulings
3: that the Australian GT Championship has, and that they don't allow you to they, they nominate a fastest time, much like drag racing, that you don't want to break out. So we'll have to see whether yeah. they whether they do that and mm. they suck themselves into it because as you always know, it's actually easier to drive faster than slower. When you go slow, you make the mistakes. Exactly. So um, uh, Alan Simpson has. Um, Will be coming straight back from China, where he's actually there uh, today, shaking down some some GTS um, for the emerging Pacific uh, Asia, Asia China Pacific Championship, Pacific. Championship Pacific. having yeah. um, come off uh, a second place podium at the second round of yeah, the Le uh, Mans series. At uh, Valencia, Valencia that's a couple, yeah. a, a weekend before, and it was absolutely brilliant. Um, it was, it came down to the last hour between him and uh, Mark Leib and Xavier Pompidou in the uh, the, the Porsche 997 uh, GT3 RSR factory car, and uh, those guys actually um, pipped them um, at the end. But the but the gap was constant, and uh, but they were running on, you know, their fuel load was was, was was light, but they had to lean the engine off to be able right, to sort of sorry. make it across the line. But but you know congratulations to Xavier. Yep. And um, and Mark for for taking that, and uh, Rob Bell and Alan for getting the second place, oh, which uh, combining that with their third place from the opening round at Monza and the second place at Valencia puts them on top of the points for the GT2 Le Mans Championship. So that's
1: uh, that that that's very good news, as well as him uh, picking up the ride to, to Le Mans 24-hour. Yep. So that's and, a, and being at the uh, being right up there in the in the GT Championship, if he can keep it this weekend, uh, keep it all rolling. Uh, he's well, that's the be, weekend after this Sorry, yeah, weekend after next big yeah, He'll be busy in um, China uh, At uh,
3: at Zuhai, I think uh, so or, or Shanghai on the week, on during the day And uh, Club KTV in the evenings
1: Counting <laughs> 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 glass shoes Yeah, as you do Actually, uh, Motor Magazine this month Viewers, if you haven't seen it yet You'll probably see it at your newsagent With a um, uh, an interesting cover Which is their interpretation Of what they think the new Subaru WRX STI Is going to look like <laughs> Um, You know, on the cover you would presume that it was actually the new car and then when you read the inside it says, this is our artist's interpretation. Well, sorry, Motor, you got it wrong. I've never seen an STI actually with the driver's lights or fog lights, however you want to refer to them, exposed. They've always got the little STI covers over them. So, um, your interpreters have probably interpreted wrongly. But nevertheless, what I was going to say was, Motor Magazine, good double page spread on GT. A uh, few quotes from Alan in there as well. Um, yeah, it's good. Yeah, there was also a double page, you know, five minutes with um,
3: with Alan at, um, at E-News. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, Motorsport News' is new E-News, which you can get at http colon double slash news dot
1: mnews dot com dot au, I think. Very good. Anyway, you'll find it. Google it. Andy, and he was on um, the GT uh, BIMF coverage weekend before last on the Teeve which was also very good. That's enough of the Alan Simonson show, because we've got a few people to talk to. We tonight. do. Who, Who should you? we talk to first? I think we should talk to... Pregnant Paws. <laughs> Amber Anderson. Amber, our potential new co-host. Well, Whoa. part-time. She doesn't know anything about that yet. She but doesn't, we'll... but we can spring it on her tonight.
3: No, well, you can spring <laughs> on it on <laughs> her. So let me just dial her on the phone, viewers, and then we'll come back to you in a sec. All right, J.P., we've got Amber on the phone, and uh, as usual, she's uh, caught up in a lawyer's drinking session. I suppose they do that a lot. Amber, how's your drinking session going? It's going quite well, actually. I've got something pink and uh, sparkling in a glass, so it's always
1: uh, always good. Sounds fair, pink and sparkling.
3: Well, great to have you on the show, finally, and uh, I know we've been trying to do it for a while, but you're you're, you're a pretty busy person, and um, last weekend, you were um, in the Porsche Part uh, 944 Challenge um, at Sandown. How did it all go?
2: Really well. We were pretty happy um, with the result. The car was not 100% going into the race, which is not ideal for any race, but we made a lot of changes and um, we uh, had a practice on Wednesday at colder, and we, we did identify a few more and so we were hoping that we would try and make a top 10 sort of finish for that weekend. That would be fantastic and as it turned out we
1: ended up, I think, over 11th, so pretty happy with that result. And how many in the field, Amber? 28. Oh, so that's very, very good. So you were definitely in the top half. Well done.
2: Yeah, no, we're, we're happy with that. And there was um, a few incidents that I got tangled up in which was a bit unfortunate. We lost three or four positions just sort of sitting there while someone um, rearranged themselves
3: on the track. So um, lost a few places there. So, so next time we're pretty optimistic. Being a girl in the sport, you obviously uh, probably uh, enjoyed, like serving it up to the boys. Does any of them come down pit lane afterwards and give you a bit of a gobful over anything?
2: Oh, yeah, definitely. I've had a few come up and give me a golf ball. In fact, I got a phone call tonight from another one that was ringing up to have another go. But, um, I think, <laughs> I think generally they're pretty supportive. But they're, they're not so supportive once you pass them. They tend to sort of back off a bit on the support and a bit more on the critique of your driving. So uh, it seems to be, you know, uh, I think seasonal. If
3: I'm doing badly, everyone loves me. But if I'm doing well, everyone sort of disappears. So of the 28 on the grid, how many do you think have got significant egos? Oh, uh, probably all
2: of them. It does
3: help, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's good. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's a nice. Now, the car that you sported this weekend also had a pretty interesting uh, paint scheme, thanks to your friends at uh, Airbrush, um, Affordable Airbrush, Brushing, and <laughs> uh, Momentum Animation Studios, and who have produced uh, about 95 uh, animated... Um, clips of uh, their two characters, alien characters, Petey and J.D. Now, the car looked pretty special. Did, did Will a few people taken their eyes off the track and have a look at the artwork? Oh, look, definitely. Look, it was part of my tactic, actually. I thought if I
2: had these guys sort of emblazoned on the bonnet, that maybe I could intimidate a few people off if they looked in the vision mirror. Um, but they certainly got a lot of attention there on SBS on uh, Monday nights after South Park. So a few people were were uh, absolutely rapt to see them on the on the bonnet, and um, they're a bit of a they have a bit of a cult following. So I think uh, that really came out at Fanda. And A few people were sort of um, diehard fans and came around and you know you know feeling the uh, feeling the artwork and speaking to the producers. So I think it went down pretty well.
3: Rewinding um, about a month to, uh, to Easter, you um, got the call up to drive the 350 Celica at the Bathurst 12-hour. Now, um, that would have been a great experience. You've, you've done one more race around Bathurst than I have. Bathurst <laughs> um, was fantastic. You absolutely rocked. Um, it was sort of a last-minute deal that sort
2: of came together, and I joined with um, two other girls for an all-female sort of assault on the mountain, and um, I think we were really fortunate to have the backing of... Um, Alan Shepard and thrifty car rentals for that and it was a fantastic opportunity to drive around one I mean, of the best tracks in the world. It was um, phenomenal. I mean, it was great to
3: see a little Salita get up to 240 km an hour down Conrad Strait. I mean, unheard of. You definitely know you're moving down the chute there, don't you, when you go through that right-hander at the bottom there. But you weren't the only girls on the track there and uh, I noticed uh, there was another pink car sponsored by uh, some uh, lingerie. It was. I'm not sure
2: if they're wearing
1: Maybe we're not But did they have pink race suits? <laughs> they did have
3: pink race suits. No, they certainly did have pink race suits. Okay. <laughs> but they weren't in the pink in the end because I think the thing blew up, didn't it? it didn't, smelly diesels. Right. That and it was ugly. Because you like driving behind a you know a big truck. When you're driving behind it on the track,
2: so you get a big um, lung full of diesel. Up, um, <laughs> oh, lovely! And the rest of it. So it, uh, it was unfortunate for the girls that that happened, but uh, good for us that uh, we finished the race and um, we finished it in front of the boys in our team anyway
3: as well. So it was a good result. Now, a lot of the viewers are probably be sort of wondering themselves, well, where did this girl come from? Like, how did she just get into this sport and start to do so well? But you've um, you had a bit of a history of, of, of being fairly tenacious in the sporting world. Um, tell us a little bit about some of the things you've got up to, even as, as young as seven on a pony jumping over logs. <coughs> <laughs> oh, look, I, I've always ridden
2: horses. I've had a, a few horses and done some venting uh, and all that kind of stuff. And um, I like to just keep myself busy, I suppose so um had a bit of go at horse riding and um made it i think uh national i was riding national horse the a year a couple of times so that was a great experience and um also i guess when i was 16 on my 16th birthday i got my flying license um and um qualified to do aerobatics and uh I actually i did that before actually when i was 16 i did that Fantastic. And, um, yeah, other stuff,
3: whatever sort of comes my way, I generally like to have a go. Well, I noticed you've been doing a bit of karting, and I'm pretty keen to do a bit of an indoor go-kart challenge or something. an outdoor, wherever we can get some good cars. I reckon we might have to get a few of the boys out there have a go. I
1: think we should get them poor Elliot Pitts. <laughs> I'd,
3: I'd love for that. I reckon that sounds like a bit of fun. I reckon that will be, yeah, there'll be lots of lots of lying and stories going on. Now, um, you also did some, some deep-sea diving? Yeah, yeah, I've
2: got um, my best uh, underwater diving certificate, so I did a little bit of underwater diving and diving with sharks and things, so that sort of keeps
3: me um, busy, I like doing that. Any um, parachuting, base jumping or, or bungee jumping? No, I haven't done that,
2: I'm not, I'm not really big on heights, I can do, I'm pretty sure I could do it, but um, I'll just stick with other stuff, I don't mind, I don't mind, I'm not particularly you know, great at throwing myself up you know, high-time um, buildings or anything like that. Not that I've tried lately, but uh, yeah, I'd give it a bash, I think, if
3: the opportunity arose. Now, as a result of like the, the, the bassist performance and um, uh, just your general media profile lifting, you're looking at maybe some new uh, high-level categories for next year. What, what are your thoughts on, on, on that? What do you, you think you might like to be doing, and where would you like to go with the sport generally? look,
2: I've sort of set my eye um, for a while on um, the V8 youth category, and um, I've been doing a bit of reporting for Speed Week, and I had a bit of exposure to it in that way, and also, you know, know a few of the competitors, and um, I think it's something that I'd really like to do to further develop my skills, but also it it gives me a chance to to give a sponsor what they need in terms of media coverage. It's got an impressive um, media package that comes with the V8 supercars for the next few years, and... um, it's, it's certainly an exciting car to drive, and it's definitely, I think, a step up in the right direction from the, the Porsche 944 and the Celica, um, and also the, the, the Toyota that I was driving last year with um, Warren Gray Motorsport. So I'm definitely um, looking very carefully at my options for 2008 with the v 8 and um, I guess further in the future, I'd love to do a few drives overseas, perhaps in, in Europe, Northern Green, to um, so paying something like that just to uh, get some more experience on my belt. Yeah, look I
3: think that's a really good uh good good strategy. The the youths are a very good category um to spend a couple of years in that you really do know whether you're any good or not and and I'm sure you'll be able to cut it there because there there are um, so, and there's some very good drivers there at the, the very least, you know, you're going to learn a lot there um, going overseas, that's a great uh, a great thing to do Jack Ellsgood went to Spa last year and that's one of those mega tracks as is the Nürburgring, um, Nordschleife uh, one of those places you should definitely go and uh, really, you know, it's all about variety there's only so many times you can keep driving around the same track here before it starts to get a little bit boring other than maybe uh, Phillip Island and, um, and Bathurst Yes, definitely, and
2: I, I, I really enjoy going to new tracks, and I guess the last few years I've really been trying to get my head around a few different tracks, and I think it's really exciting, and it's also good to sort of hop into um, you know different cars and experience different things as well. So uh, I'm definitely keeping my options open, and um, whatever comes uh, comes up, I, I always consider it, and uh, I think you know any experience is good experience, um, and
3: you know the more of it I can do, the better. Well, Amber, thanks for the chat. And I'll let you get back to your, your your colourful drink and see if you can find an umbrella somewhere, and uh, just JP and I just <laughs> and like a chunk to... of pineapple. JP and <laughs> and <laughs> I and, and the rusty sausage is asleep on the uh, on the on the couch here. Um, just like to welcome you to the uh, the Hot Lap Talent Team, um, alongside Jack Elsgood. Um, who are those other two? Tosses? Michael Zucanovic. Zucanovic and uh, Alan Simonson, and um, I think collectively. Uh, we'll uh, be able to do some, some pretty interesting things um, in, in the commercial space from here. I think so. Thanks for your time, guys. I really appreciate it. All right. I'll let you get back to your drink. We'll speak to you soon. Indeed. Have a good night. Okay. You too. Thanks, Amber. Thanks. Thanks. Cheers. Bye. Bye. Well, there you go. Go with a colourful yep, drink. absolutely. On the, going on the move. No, just uh, come across Amber at, at the Bathurst International Motorsport Festival talking to Alan getting some tips and I, it just occurred to me I thought what well, the, the missing link in our in our sports marketing program really is to have a female. A female driver, absolutely. And she's uh, right up there and, and going really yep. good.
1: And uh, definitely a brain um and a good steer to boot by the sounds and by the looks of what I've seen so far so uh, fantastic. Yep she's uh, definitely makes those other guys look fairly ordinary. <laughs> well so. especially the uh, the balance of the 28 who were uh, behind her 11th place. She was pretty busy
3: on the weekend because she was doing like photo shoots in the morning and answered some makeup models out there, and it's sort of taken the sports take on a whole new dimension. And suddenly, everybody racer magazine wants to do an interview, and, and these people want to do it in the newspaper. Blah, blah, blah. So that's all pretty good.
1: It is indeed.
3: And she comes from a funny town called Nana Na goon Nana Na Goon eh That's near Kewi Rup, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs>
1: You're an idiot. Uh, all right, what do you got for us, mate? Victoria, isn't it? Is it not? Well, what, do, what was I about? apparently one of the best what people. What I like I talk talk she about. tells me come from Nana Is that right?
3: But I Google Earth into it, and it's not very big. Uh huh. It looks like a good, good place for a dirt bike ride. Oh, it's, it's, it's about. A bit in the it's sticks, about, is it? Well, it's not that far, really. It's about the
1: distance from the CBD to Sandown, is on the other side. Ah, uh, okay. All right. Sort of got my head around that, vaguely Um. I was going to talk it now, you've just put me right off now. Oh, yeah, a bit of tech. We'll do a bit of tech. Some new things happening in the
3: world of Apple, mate?
1: Well, yeah, I mean, there's basically been speed bumps to the uh, MacBooks, uh, so we're now up to... Faster, it. faster with more storage for less, is that the deal? That is the deal. But, uh, price of the base model down to $1599, and the desirable one that everybody wants, but couldn't justify the extra expense in most cases. Uh, down to 2199 which is the top of the range, 13 inch black. And uh, now with the 2.16 GHz Intel Core 2 Duo. Did they not have Core 2 Duo's before? They yeah, just they had Core they Duo's. Had, no, they had Core 2 Duo's previous... Uh, no, sorry, they had Core Duo's. They stayed on Core Duo's even when the, when the uh, MacBook Pros went to Core 2 Duo's. Um, and so that's now the same spec as the um, base model MacBook Pro. Um, and you suddenly got... Uh, <coughs> 160 gig uh, hard drive, which is uh, actually even bigger than the MacBook Pro drives were when they first uh, bought that model out. So, uh, I read recently that Apple has uh, placed a large order of the new LED
3: uh, displays, which uh, removes the need for backlighting, um, yeah. which obviously seems, seems to point to a new Power bo-
1: sorry, a MacBook, MacBook, MacBook Pro, Pro product yes, in, the, in, the, in the short term. That would, uh, and it'll probably be released all singing or dancing at the uh, developers conference next oh, month. Oh, I don't think it'll be that far off. Mm, I don't know, I think it might. I think Steve might, you know, want to hold the limelight with it. Because, let's face it, he's, uh, he hasn't got uh, Leopard to uh, make a song and dance about. I mean, other than the beta version that they're supposedly giving all the developers. Um, and then the other, the other news in Apple world is that uh, the price of iPods dropped again today. They're so, free. No, they're not free, unfortunately. But they're almost free. So our margins would have dropped accordingly, no doubt, but... Uh, <laughs> i told you to get out of that stupid game. It's all about services, not product. Uh, but look at that, what go. sort of a margin would you make on a free product? <laughs> at least you can't get that eroded. True, you can't, not on a free product, no. That's right. Yeah. Maybe
3: they should just do that model. All you do is you pay you for the handover. Just, yeah, well, you pay for
1: their time. Interesting. Get it off the shelf. Interesting concept. They wouldn't want to pay that much, though. <laughs> Um, Oh, another little bit of tech news that I'll have to touch on. Earlier this month, excuse me viewers, there was a death in the techo world and uh, it was the death of a certain Theodore Maimon. Now, viewers, he won't mean anything to you, but if you look around your lounge and you look at the DVD player or the CD player or you've had eye surgery, or any one of a number of other things, Theodore Maiman actually will mean something, because he's the man who invented the laser, back in 1960. And, uh, yeah, he passed away earlier this month, uh, age 79, I think. He's the kind of guy that will have been horrified by Ronald Reagan's Star Wars initiative. He, Well, in fact, he was, because um, his wife, uh, his widow, apparently uh, said that... Um, that was one of the things that really stressed him out at the time was when uh, Ronald Reagan referred to his Star Wars strategy and the lasers in the, in the sky. I thought that he was the creator of the end. But uh, he used to like to think that um, he invented something that was used more for peaceful, uh, peaceful purposes and had multiple uses from eye surgery to barcode readers to light shows and tattoo removal. So R.I.P. Theodore Maimon. Yeah. Are we going to get back to Mate, another phone call? I'm going to get Marcus on the phone. Okay. Because oh, I think, because I think we need to put on a hole. We just
3: yeah, well, we
1: we do that. And, and uh, just you keep press talking. Pressing them we... buttons. Yeah. We'll just get through it all like that. Oh, Lord. Pressing um, the wrong button. What about Lewis Hamilton? What about? What? Well, another podium. Another race, another podium. I mean, he... Had, I can't honestly recall and I don't know I haven't read any of the uh, rags this week I haven't had time thus far um, another rookie getting a podium at every race for the first... leading the championship yeah unbelievable absolutely unbelievable we're we'll probably getting well is it
3: having a tow truck smash or something like that or... <laughs> yeah, very likely <laughs> or eating you know <laughs> stuck <laughs> in his face full of food or something you think like he'll be doing that hey Marcus how are you mate Good, good. Well, just, uh, mate, I just thought we'd have a bit of a chat to you on the show. Uh, St. Whitten's coming up this weekend, and uh, if you have uh, got that uh, lobster sandwich out of your mouth, maybe you're going to tell us uh, your, your strategy for the weekend, <laughs> other than getting out the front and staying there. Uh, well, first things first, I've got to try and qualify well. I need to improve my qualifying pace that I've had over the past couple of rounds.
1: I've got to try and lead, sort of, make the top ten, hopefully, in qualifying. And then uh, we'll sort of work on the, the race strategy from there, I reckon. Well, you should be up for it now, mate, because you've got a black car again, in new sponsors. Yeah, the black just comes back to uh, to favour me again, doesn't
3: it? It does. <laughs> now, uh, the new sponsor, Opus Prime, mate. How did that all come about? It's
4: uh, actually a bit of a bit of a funny story. I, um, I attended a corporate cart function, a go kart function, for the Melbourne Grand Prix Corporation. Sorry, the Australian Grand Prix Corporation. And uh, I managed to go head-to-head with Opus Prime's other leading driver, their F3 series driver, and that is uh, James Winslow. And, and one of the directors of Opus Prime was sort of quite happy to see me be not far off the place of James's times in a go-kart. So he sort of thought
3: that wasn't too bad for a big old courier Ute driver like myself. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it wouldn't have anything to do with the 1-2 championships last year, would it? Well,
4: up until the point when I challenged uh, James Winslow to this karting duel at uh, at, at the Indoor Kart Centre, they didn't know any of this. So, uh-huh. when they heard that I was a Ute racer, they didn't know that I'd actually won a championship <laughs> in the Commodore Cup of VAU. So, <laughs> when we went head-to-head, he was kind of surprised. But then, after the after the duel, I sort of explained who I was and what I did and all these sort of things. And, um, yeah, we just struck off a really good friendship. And I struck off a good friendship with James Winslow. And, and that was it, really. We just sort of things led, one
1: thing, one thing led to another and here we are, Opus Prime Racing
3: practically. Fantastic. Now that's great. Uh, the car looks, uh, the designs look really really good and I think you know that um, that positive energy that's come from that association will transfer to the track this weekend and mate I, um, I look forward to being up there with you and, um, and uh, taking a few photos of you with spraying some champagne off the podium. Well that's the game
2: plan and that
4: would be really nice. Of, uh, i obviously had the fair share of spraying champagne on the Eton Commodore Cup podium, but n- never had one on a, on a Fujitsu Supercar podium, so I'm
3: hopefully I can, uh, yeah, do it this weekend. Winton is one of those odd tracks, mate. You know, it's a test track for many, many people, but um, results are often elusive there. What, what's your call on the circuit? Well, honestly, being a, a Victorian and it being my local
4: test track, it's not one of my favourite tracks, I think, because it's it's so sort of tight and and narrow and things like that, it just makes racing really hard, like, there's not a lot of passing areas or anything like that, so that's where I sort of come to the conclusion I need to qualify well, because obviously, once you sort of qualify mid-pack, well then you're stuck not being able to get sort of past cars, because it's such a tight track to sort of get around, so... Yeah, I'm sort of looking forward to it because this will be the first round this year that I've actually been to a track where I've already driven my supercar at. So I've done miles around Winton already at a test day at the beginning of the year. So I've got a little bit of an idea of what to expect when I roll up this weekend, which makes life a whole lot easier, especially with these van supercars.
3: Um, Now, mate, obviously with a limited test program than you have in uh, supercars, how have you been been keeping yourself busy?
4: Well, we've been uh, just sort of blew the dust off the old Commodore Cup car and uh, had a bit of a run at Phillip Island and Winton about two or three weeks ago and uh, just to sort of get some miles, some seat time and stuff, obviously due to the fact that we've we've had a tyre issue that we haven't had a great deal of tyre bank there to play with for testing which is why i haven't been able to test we decided to bring the commodore cup car out and do some miles in that i mean not that i need any extra miles of the commodore cup car, it's just the fact that i hadn't been around Winton obviously since we started here in a test day so to sort of be fresh from Winton from a couple of weeks back
2: is, is, is better than being three months back so yeah, sure. that's, that's what we did
3: previously last couple of weekends there certainly is. Um, after the, the Bathurst International uh, Motors Festival there, where you, where you came up on top, you'd, um, you'd had a bit of a slight, sort of an itch in your foot, sort of thinking that possibly um, one of the other cars, and specifically Jeff Emery, was running a ship cut system on the car. And as it turned out, your, um, your, your toe was itching correctly, because I believe that the officials um, asked him to remove it.
2: Yeah,
4: well... Funnily enough, obviously doing my season in 04 with Paul Cruickshank and having a shift cut in that supercar, that was one of the ideas that I thought I'd maybe try and bring into Commodore Cup myself, but Jeff doing the Smith's truck entry last year in the Fujitsu Series, he'd come out with the same idea and actually put it to plan before I got a chance to and maybe put it forward to the committee of Commodore Cup, but following a Commodore Cup car over the mountain at Bathurst and watch it blow a flame in between gear shifts is, is very, very rare for a Commodore Cup to do, so that's what sort of
3: made me think that uh, that he was running a shift cut, so yeah. Hey, for, for a little old 253, they're a pretty good jigger. They are
4: a great little jigger, it's actually, out of all my experience, I mean, obviously I can only speak for personal opinion, but I believe the Commodore Cup category is, is the closest thing to a supercar for, for sort of money-wise, you know, like, you can go out and build an improved production car that runs very similar sort of a, a feel to a supercar, but I mean, that again is a lot of money, especially when you're putting Hollinger gearboxes in and big, big sort of dollar engines and stuff. Whereas Commodore Cup being quite a controlled budget category, I believe is probably
1: the closest you can get to a supercar for such such good value in money. Cool, cool, cool. You got anything uh, to say, mate? JP? I'm sorry, I'm choking. Ch- ch- he's choking on a corn
0: chip. <laughs> chip. I'm choking on a corn chord, <laughs> <right.
1: laughs> <laughs> How did you know that? <laughs> <laughs> Just a wild guess. Yeah, very wild. Very <laughs> wild. Uh, so um the uh wh- when does practice start for this weekend? Of Friday? Uh
4: for us the weekend commences.
1: Friday morning, I think P1 is at about 9.35 in the morning. Right, well, so they reckon that we're going to get rain here from tonight onwards, and it's going to run all the way through until Monday or Tuesday, which means you should get wet over there. Um, how do you feel about the track like that early on the on the first practice day, particularly at Winton, where it's known to be maybe a little bit uh, blustery and uh, miserable? Well,
4: first things first, ask an Adelaide person that. Melbourne only gets Adelaide weather and they crack right up because they think Melbourne's the coldest place on earth. So <laughs> I just tell everyone that the weather comes
1: from Adelaide and they just say, no, it doesn't. We're a bit higher than Melbourne. No, it does. that it, it generally does come across from here. So, <laughs> But, you know, five <laughs> minutes later
3: it'll be something else. It's, it's a count of four seasons, is that what uh, they say? Like, like with Melbourne and, and
4: obviously Victoria, you wouldn't know what to expect for the weather, but, I mean... A good, a good idea, if it's going to rain in Adelaide, it's probably a good chance it's going to rain in in Melbourne. And, and uh, look, honestly, I'd be quite happy to actually have maybe the first practice session in the rain. I mean, because I've driven my V8
1: there already in in the dry, I have half an idea what to expect. Right. And to
2: have it
4: rain on practice is better to actually have it raining on qualifying and racing when it's, when well, it's uh, obviously trying to feel... How much grip the track had? Sure, but so I'd rather have a spear off in practice, trying to find the maximum out of the, tr- the grip in the track, than spear off during qualifying or a race. So it's probably
2: be better if it rained in practice than it did in qualifying or racing.
1: So sure, but if it rains in if it rains in racing, I mean that's always a great of though. Do you do you think that would actually be a be of an assistance to you at this point in time? To
2: be quite honest, I I
4: haven't driven this particular car in the rain, and it's, I only ever drove. Paul Crookshanks are you in the rain for one race at Wakefield back in 2004 so I don't have a lot of well track tyre in a V8 for one but yet yeah, especially in the rain so Interesting. it's going to be tricky but obviously you can only do what you can in, in, in the very limited conditions that you'd have you know I mean obviously we're all in the same boat if it rains it's not as if it's worked for me and drive right for someone else but it's just I'll have to go out there and, and obviously
1: roll with the punches and See what the track has to offer. Well, probably the uh, weather forecasters could have got it all cocked up as usual anyway, so we'll just have to wait and see on that one I guess. But good luck regardless. <laughs> yeah, my thinking on that,
3: Marcus, would be <clears throat> there's like, you know, if it's gonna be wet, well, you know, you're gonna have more track you're always gonna have more traction on the track than you are when you get off the track there because you won't be going anywhere, but it sounds like it's a being fairly tight and having a low inherent grip, it's a bit of a short shift track. Yeah, I I think
4: obviously there's Whatever throttle control you do in the dry, it's gonna double in the rain. And then it's just basically a, a tiptoeing sort of balancing act. So, you know, obviously with so much horsepower these about supercars put out, you really have to try and control that even more so in the wet than you do in the dry. So, it will bring out some talent in the rain. You know, obviously guys that can drive quite well will, will, will shine in the rain. So, I, I'm actually quite, Quite
0: interested to see how I
1: fare against some of the other competitors in the range, so we we'll just have to
3: wait and see what nature has to offer. Absolutely, mate. Uh, well, thanks for the chat, and uh, we had Amber on the on the line a little while before you. Um, the it also, uh, added,
4: uh, hot lap
3: talent development driver. I'm very pleased to have her on board, and I'm pretty sure that uh, that you and, and and Jack and Ellen would also agree that it sort of just sort of completes the lineup.
4: Well, let's just say it adds some uh, glamour to
3: something that required a fair amount of glamour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, well, well. I mean, at least we've evened the squad up. We've got two girls now. Oh, well, we'll, we'll be getting Jack I on hope the. Fu- that wasn't a digger, no, no, we'll be getting a Jack. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are all fighting over the. Who's the other girl? <laughs>
2: you, you
0: know,
3: it's Jacking. And- <laughs> yeah, Jack and Amber. <laughs> That's Jack, right. Jack likes to parade around him. No, he's a bit of a parade. We've got to get back to him. No, mate. We're going to get to him in a sec. But don't go away because we've got a surprise for you and we're going to just take your name and number down off air while we go to a commercial break. Just hang on there. Well, there you go. That was Marcus. He he neglected to tell us um, that, uh, and we forgot to mention it, that uh, he'd actually sold the, uh, the championship winning ute. Black Betty's um, Black gone. Black Betty, yeah, painted white and sold to uh, Andrew Fisher, who's um, Jesus sponsored, sponsored by God. That's right. In the, uh, and I think Billy West said, like, you know, the the, the devil's gone and the and and the,
1: the 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 Lord's taken over. Ah, yeah, yeah, that's very good. Yeah, so, oh, he'd be happy about that. Well, right, it's just talking day to day, and so I think it
3: it's, it's time is to get it? on to some other You're people. you get straight on, Oh, oh, oh mate, I I just well, 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 I'm getting hungry, phone, phone day today, viewers. Yeah, that's right, phone A day. Big phone day. Okay, so um, the uh,
2: other other part
3: of Hotlap, the Melbourne Divi- Division of Business Management and General
1: Balls-Ups, mate, and, right, uh, and building, Balls-Ups and building,
3: has um, <laughs> been to... Uh, been to uh,
1: he went oh, to uh, Lake, 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 Mountain Lake Mountain on, on the weekend. weekend. In the Camara. With a new axle, presumably. We'll just see whether we can get on.
2: Hello. Oh, Mark, how are you?
3: I'm good, John. Good, good. JP is here with us and we're Hi on hey, the side. Mark? Rusty Sausage is asleep. JP, uh,
1: how are you? Rusty Sausage. <laughs> Rusty Sausage isn't taking any notice, mate. I've got to tell you, she's had a huge bit of chicken, apparently, and she's just zuzzy. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so, mate, uh, it's about uh, your turn to tell us about uh, the racing. Uh, I believe you went to Lake Mountain for the, the Tango, was it? Yeah, no, no, no,
4: it was just called Lake Mountain. It was, um, so we had to, had to defend our first place from last
1: year. Ah, that's right. Yeah, first place you, in class.
3: You were driving, once again, the 1969 Penske, uh, Roger Penske Camaro?
4: Camaro,
3: correct. With a fresh, with, with new diff or axle?
4: Ah, uh, new axles and sort of re diff and rear end and re front end because if you remember Mount ballard when you get to the top to get massive understeer in the front being an old car with no tull in. So mix been jinking away in a workshop and decided to, to fix up that problem in the front end, which made a huge difference on the first run, probably put us nearly four seconds quicker than I did the last time I was there.
2: Gee. Which
4: is a big improvement over our...
3: So just give us an overview of the event, mate, who was there, um and what was the pace like, what was the weather like and um, and how did it all end up? Not a lot of people. What
4: happened was we had um, ended up with a starting list of twenty seven
3: people. Ooh, that's not good. Sixteen
4: people dropped out virtually straight after Tiger because huh. of
1: incidents and whatever. Gee. Which was a bit disappointing for everybody, but no one does who went it meant it
4: was a clean Australia run
3: a call on the Saturday night from um, Ben Searcy, Alan Simonson's co-driver uh, who had won the Rally Tas and uh, the uh, earlier event in the year at that same venue um, and had led um, Target Tasmania just yeah, recently and he was a little um, bit deflated it just seemed because he had lost his co-driver and his, and his, and his performance <laughs> yeah because he, it, was like a, it was like a picnic for him run up the mountain goes which was 28 seconds off Alan's pace um, <laughs> in an STI analysis if Al had been there um, yeah he probably would have taken it out
1: 7. What,
3: yeah, RS7 or something, I forgot the number it right now, they were ahead of us and we were like, um, just before the last run we calculated because which was in his, um, the old Porsche Spider RS, 74, yep.
1: Junk it for him. I I I
3: not spoke to the the out. Oh, dear me, Mark. Well, mate, I'm coming over your way tomorrow because I'm uh, going to be bumping out with um, Marcus Canovig up to, to Winton for the weekend. Uh, I wonder whether you might be um, sort of popping up for a moment. When
2: are you going to have tomorrow night?
3: No, well, I'm, I'm coming over, i am be over there at half past one tomorrow and then he's going to pick me up and we're going to go up there because we've got two practice sessions on Friday. But he's got a big lodge, uh, 25 minutes out of there and there's a spare bed for you if you want.
4: Oh, good I you.
3: As usual, I get 25 minutes notice. <laughs> well, you <laughs> don't have <laughs> to come tomorrow. I don't want you there for three days. I want you to pay attention to the new Hot Lap website, hotlap.com.au. When you have a look at that, then you'll know you've got some work to do. I've done all the hard bits, now it's your time. Turn to yeah, like your- very you. Mate, there's you know, you don't have it's to nice have a stuff. lot of functionality, it's just a it's just the message, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. Hey, what about
2: did you did you
4: guys get the on the talking on tech stuff, did you guys get that one I sent you with the new PC, which looks like
3: a little pin that puts a projector down on the table and you type on the keyboard and all that junk? Yes we did, we mate, did, and and we mentioned to, it on the show. If you ever
1: bothered to listen to our shows, you know, like thanks very uh, much I've for doing you your research. On the third one, I'm on the PC, remember? Have you got an iPod yet? Or are you still living in uh, prehistoric no, no, times? No, no, what
2: Oh, oh, yeah, get out of here! Right. Get a new PC or a yeah. new
1: operating system, Look Mark.
3: If you'd listened to the show earlier on MacBook tonight, <laughs> mate, if you'd listened to the show that we earlier on tonight that we still haven't put up, and there's well, there's an excuse that you haven't listened to it, um,
1: JP would be telling you that there is a deal going on. JP, over you. There is. The, 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 they've just dropped the prices on the new MacBooks, Mark. So once you've had Mac, you never go back. You know the story. Yeah. So you can get yourself one now cheap. What? That's cheap. Well, 1599. they fifteen ninety nine for the base no, model. Fifteen ninety eight mates' rates to you would probably be about fifteen eighty nine. about something
2: that
1: costs more than the PC does on the machine. But <sighs> I'm sure
3: you'll have an angle on this because you see, JP thought well, that was quite an interesting concept that if all Apple products were given away, I wonder. You see, he couldn't have his margins eroded, and therefore
1: no, no one can compete right. with you. But you'd have and, to be competing on services so i'll give it to you but you have to pay me 16.50 for service software. <laughs> that's right yeah a service contract well why don't you send me over the machine and
3: I'll, I'll think about buying the software okay. i'll try it out <laughs> i'll see what i do well mate i'll, I'll
1: send you now a you're a CS3 disc as well you're being a punter now yeah okay
2: so
3: coming out tomorrow night or not John? well i'll be in winton I will be in Winton because other than unless you were going to be taking me up on the Friday. No, I won't
4: be taking you up on the Friday. I've got a
3: big job. on I'm going to go to Tasmania. Oh, you do? Yes, our good old friend. Oh, that, and that reminds me, mate. I, I I can't talk to you much more because I'm a real navigator snob these days. I only co-drive in million-dollar cars. Yeah, then you've only had one of
4: those. In your
3: head, <laughs> yeah, but like you know, I mean it's like, bent like, now I mean, anyway.
1: And
4: then the next one of those. You've
3: there you go so <laughs> anyway I'm really getting tired of him it's we okay. go isn't it is there anything else to say mate
1: how's that little dog of yours oh he's a road he's running around getting fat usually I've spent the $2,000 to fix month oh only two grand going to be in the forever what happened
3: there mate 2000 tell us the story bucks oh well you know the this and the that you get a
4: hernia and something else and something else and two grand later I've gone to the vet like that true
3: there he is he's chasing the cat around the back Oh mate, I'll look forward to seeing when the blossoms uh, the blossoms come yeah, out, when the Saturday blossoms turn Saturday up, weekend, we know Saturday. it's exactly sand down weekend. Okay. Um, well, will Jim said, one of usual by about four or five minutes, um, and there's, you know, there seems to be a bit of a
4: following in the spring for a lot of these rally dudes seem to turn up, you know, uh, but a good thing now is they put the, the barrels of right
3: water out in the corner so they can't cut the corners and throw stones along the road. Yeah, well, that was a Sounds big uh, a big rule they had down at Targa. Um, notice that there's quite a significant entry list already from the Mount Buller sprint. Always a great event at the end of the year. Uh, the, um, brought back from the now January... We're actually lining up to the launch. Brought back
1: from January and late November. The Australian yeah. Lincoln in June, is it? Yeah, June. So the, the Mount Buller launch is going to be the, the opening of
4: the ski season. So what we're doing is we're going to put the side exhaust on the Camaro, which we know not allowed to Rally,
3: Yeah, I was a uh, crawl around and look no, for the key. No, no, no. <coughs> so what they're gonna do is if it's snowing, we're gonna snowflower the road and we're gonna come bring the camal out at night and run through the village flat out basically. it's M- nude. <laughs> 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 of but all I remember about the car park down there is, is three things. Is is um no, there's really only two things. You snapping the knob of the gear stick off in your head just at the moment that Glen Ridgester came in came in to, to interview you and you snapping your head off at me talking to Linda when you lost the key to the damn engine you lost the key, you know wasn't me. that's why they all came off me was to look for the key oh. and oh. Then, then, you know when he stuck his in the car and we said there's only, there's, there's
2: two knobs inside this car so that ended up on the DVD oh.
3: <laughs> 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 Very good, alright, mate. Thanks for your time. We'll chat to you soon. Michael, you All right, back. good see to you. talk to you, Mark. Right. Cheers, mate. Always, always a pleasure. Always, as they,
1: always a pleasure, as they say on uh, Iron Chef. Always guaranteed to get a laugh out of Mark. No doubt about that. Oh, geez, I just. I'm running out of energy tonight. It's harder listening than talking. It is, actually. It's funny, isn't it? It's
3: really, really really strange, I reckon. Anyway, viewers, yeah, go and have a look at the new website, hotlap.com.au, which is a bit of a launching off point, and we'll be also talking more about the new... Can't say too much about a voter sport business. That uh, there's a bit of a link there to nothing in particular on the website. We says we'll be coming along soon. I'll tell mm. you about that later on when we've got it all up and running. But uh, celebrate for now. It should be a bit of fun, and it, be, um, it uh, will be utilizing IP
1: television. Oh, yeah. and um, yeah, Maybe some very on, very tricky back end stuff too.
3: And the next step of radio hot Lab could well, be. That's why we'll have to get faces because we'll
1: have listeners. There'll be a camera. Oh no. Not listeners again. See, we just feel we've got the heads for radio. We had, well, we have got the heads for uh, the heads for viewers to listen to, but we <laughs> <Yeah>. haven't got <laughs> the heads for listeners to look at. <laughs> That's the problem. <laughs> well, we can blue screen it up. Oh, gee. Oh, a geez. big blue screen. Right.
3: Well. JP, uh, mate, I think it's time to get our final guest on uh, for the evening. We've had Amber Anderson, we've had uh, Marcus Sikenevy and Mark Bryant who did the uh, Mount Buller sprint and uh, having done a bit of tarmac rallying, he'll be, uh, be be relevant that we get our next guest on. And yep. uh, the, the, the third person in the Hot Lap Talent Development team, Jack Ellsgood. Keithy, are you there, mate? Uh, yes, I am. How are you boys? Good. You? Ooh, good, thanks, Jack. How are you going? Yeah, good, thanks. Good. What are you up to, mate? Mate, I
0: Gym this afternoon, and then uh, the Coles just below the uh, Fitness First there at Motivale Went
3: and bought some veggies and came home and actually uh, decided to uh, be a
0: little creative and
3: cook myself a bit of dinner. What, any protein? Mate, yeah, well, there's plenty of protein in mushrooms, mate. Oh, so the uh, ex- oh, yeah, it's <laughs> a meat, ooh, bit of a meat substitute there. It, it, was, it was just a, uh, I didn't like meat tonight.
0: down there in uh, your place, Johnny, and I uh, uh, splashed a
3: bit of that uh, light soil on
0: that you, uh, you know, so, so much like
3: you use, yes. and uh, it actually came out pretty good. That's good. Mark, now, it's been a while since we've had a chat to you, um, not that we haven't been trying to give you any love or anything, but uh, really there just hasn't been much racing on after, you know, doing alright and uh, winning the opening round of the, um, the VAU Championship at, at Adelaide. Um, going on to back up at unfortunately the non championship event the uh, a couple of weeks later at um, at adelaide and and definitely the most entertaining v eight to be seen at the event that was you um, I, it went on to Wakefield park, never a happy hunting ground as we always know but it 's always we 've got to have one one dirty old round but they 're a massive break before we go on the june long weekend to to Queensland. and How do you keep your hand in My, it's very pretty-
0: So yeah, haven't been the, uh, the best of times But um, the car's going to be uh, well prepared
3: for the next round So hopefully we'll go to Eastern Creek with a good car And some good, good luck and get some good results You um, indicated that you might possibly uh, turn up at Winton this weekend To get a supercar driver How's that looking, son?
0: Mate, it's all gone
3: You've had a few runs up at Queensland Raceway, and whilst it's not the most interesting place in the world, it, it's fairly uh, it's fairly uh, good uh, a venue for you to be able to do to like keep away from damage. And um, you know, at the end of the day, you just want to, you would really need to benchmark yourself. moving away from, uh, from supercars and, and, and circuit racing uh, the, uh, the little sneaky Ford Capri Piranha I believe is just about ready to go. Uh, Lindsay Dive has uh, pulled the engine apart 17 times and put it back together just to make sure it's all right that's, uh, that's great. When do you reckon we might do a shakedown?
0: that will be finished and uh it'll be on the engine dyno where we're hoping to get around about 500 horsepower and uh
3: if I get, uh, you know, race tape to a milk crate and I wasn't expecting anything um, greater than that. Um, I think the first attempt on the milk crate might be at uh, the um, Speed On Tweet up at Mwilumba. Um That could be a go, mate. When's that on? What month? Uh, oh, September or something like that. September, And then following uh, th- that, we'll be going on to a fairly major event, four and a half days of Classic Adelaide, um, and then um, that'll be awesome. The, the November, uh, not so much long weekend, well, it is in Victoria. If you're a, a horse horse lover, um, the um, mm. Melbourne Cup weekend at Mount Buller Sprint, which uh, I can guarantee you'll very much enjoy, and um, I can just about do it with my eyes for eyes closed. So I'll make over the notes there. According to Mark, he did do it with
0: his ice class
1: last year.
3: <laughs> but it's a pretty social, uh, social uh, weekend. Uh, I've that footage and that how public spread looks like, you know, an awesome event. So, yeah, definitely want to do that one as well. So hopefully we can, hopefully we can do, you know, three or four events this year. That'll be good. How's that uh, film you've been involved with, Matty Johns? Seems to be, mate, that whenever you turn your hand to anything, you tend to make a uh, make a pretty good go of it. Uh, the business is going good up there in the northern beaches, and I you bought yourself a nice uh, beachside uh, property. I was actually up in Sydney on the weekend just uh, to do the Mother's Day thing and uh, took them for a bit of a run around uh, Scotland Island and the ferry there, parked the car at Church Point, but uh, was just cruising down Pitwater Road there past Collaroy and looked over to the right-hand side and there was a block of old units. I remember and I actually lived in one of those units years ago and out the front there for sale, Mr Jack Ellswood. Is there a little, stuff, oh, the little one on the corner that's been done up? <laughs> It's like three stories high. <laughs> it's just it's too, it's too freaky.
0: <laughs>
3: All right, mate, I'll let you get back to your uh, your protein. But uh, thanks for the chat and uh, look forward to catching up to you soon. Oh, and, mate, uh, when you do get a chance, have a look at the new Hotlap website, hotlap.com.au, and you, I think you'll be a bit impressed there because the, the, uh, the final uh, piece of the puzzle in the Hotlap talent development team has been put into place.
1: Silence. He's gone. He, well, he doesn't want to talk to me. He'd already said goodbye. He's gone back to his protein. Yeah, he's hopeless. There he is. Well, <laughs> he never looks at the web anyway, so it doesn't matter. he just gives give me sixpence. <laughs> sixpence.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's, uh, that's real there. Well, it's weird, isn't it? Six degrees of separation. Here we go again. Oh, there's
3: all that. Plenty of stuff yeah. like that, yeah. Weird, weird, weird. Well,
1: viewers, uh, coming up to an hour on the show and you wouldn't it even is. know about it. Yeah.
3: Oh, mate, oh, we're, we're, going good. we're going out tonight.
1: We're going out tonight. We're going out to have some... some, some, some uh, chop me out Chinese. Oh, OK then. Well, we're going out for Chinese, viewers. It's News to me, but uh, sounds good. See you later, viewers. Thanks for listening. Uh, stand by probably in the next
3: two weeks for episode 55. But you never know. We might do it, might do it next week. But I think we've so we settled on it. our two-week program.
1: Well, two weeks is, just seems to be a little bit more uh, easy to uh, to uh, attain for both of us. But then, will you be back next week and then gone again anyway? I will be back. So it be a strain. I, I will be back. You Mate, be there's back always a strain with you.
3: And like if you know, so I was spending yeah, some right. time on Mars. It's, it's all
1: my fault, viewers. So, if, I, if
3: I was on spending some time on Mars and the movie was called Total Recall, how long would I spend? <laughs> <laughs> two
2: weeks! <laughs> two weeks! Shut See up. you, Same See boy. you, viewers.